You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Friday edition. I hope everyone is about ready to have a fantastic weekend. We've got some roster moves as the 49ers prepare for some legal tampering action on Monday. Brunskill, Blair, Mosley. What does the Cam Newton signing in New England mean for the San Francisco 49ers? Some Niners rumors out there that we'll get into. And of course, free agency preview, the offensive side of the ball on today's program. At BD Peacock on Twitter, LockedOn49ers at Gmail is where you can find me if you want to get involved in some mailbags. We'll be doing them next week and talking a lot about what's going on in free agency with the 49ers. Tampering Monday, and then things can become official. Ink can meet paper Wednesday when the new league year begins. Let's start with the roster moves. Emmanuel Mosley. Nice little deal for Emmanuel Mosley. A restricted free agent. Uh, exclusive rights, excuse me. Free agent. The 49ers have reached an agreement with cornerback Emmanuel Mosley on a two-year deal worth up to $10.1 million per source. That one from Adam Schefter. So five mil per year for a player that they didn't go with the just the regular old restricted free agent tender. They did a full-on two-year contract for one of their free agent cornerbacks, and they weren't going to lose Emmanuel Mosley. They were going to tender him or do whatever they needed to do. He wasn't in jeopardy of going somewhere else, but uh, pretty clear that they paid him enough that he is probably expected at this point to have some sort of a role next year. And at this point, he's a starting corner, whether that's outside or inside or starting outside and then going inside when teams go three wide. Emmanuel Mosley coming back. I thought Emmanuel Mosley could have had a bigger role last year, and I thought, I wonder if that means the 49ers have soured a little bit on Mosley uh, after the Super Bowl run. I thought, okay, this is just going to be a starter for a long time for the 49ers. Maybe Mosley's the guy that's going to replace Kwan Williams in the slot. Maybe he'll start outside and replace Richard Sherman. There's still a lot that needs to play out with free agency and uh, the defensive side of the ball in the secondary and cornerback specifically, the draft as well. You can listen to yesterday's show if you want to hear how I feel about some of those free agent defensive backs. But Emmanuel Mosley, I think this is a good deal. I like it for the 49ers to lock up a player that's pretty good that can start some games for you for the next two seasons. And it's probably a pretty good deal for Emmanuel Mosley, who gets more money than going you know year to year on that restricted tender. Daniel Brunskill did get the restricted tender. Brunskill was in the same situation, I thought, that... And maybe he would have asked for more money because he has been starting. But I would have thought a similar situation could have happened with Brunskill. But uh, the exclusive rights free agent has been tendered a one-year contract. But on the other side of things, defensive end Ronald Blair, who's been missing uh, a ton of time with his injuries. Uh, He had a torn ACL and didn't play really at all starting from what was that was that October September when did that ACL happen it was later in the season second half of the year in 2019 when Blair tore his ACL didn't play at all in 2020 and now the 49ers apparently I mean I had held out hope for Ronald Blair because I've liked him since they drafted him in 2016 uh he was he's had a very carry Hyder like career where he showed some flashes and and could give the team a little bit off the edge even though maybe he's not shaped exactly how you would draw up your 
defensive lineman and your defensive end could play a little outside, could play a little inside, but obviously he didn't come back from that ACL. Who knows if he'll be able to play again, unfortunately. So that's rough for Ronald Blair. And at this point, you just can't spend money on a veteran player if he's not going to make an impact on your roster. Maybe see how he rehabs and bring him back in the summertime, but they've got to clear as much space as they can to do the business they need to do next week when free agency begins. So Mosley, two-year deal. Brunskill, one-year tender on his exclusive free agent rights. And Ronald Blair has been released. Did the 49ers miss their chance if they have other plans at quarterback this offseason to trade away Jimmy Garoppolo and get something maybe significant in return? It's been reported that the New England Patriots' plan A this offseason was to make a deal and bring Jimmy Garoppolo back to New England. That is very unlikely to happen now that the Patriots have reached an agreement, a one-year deal worth up to $14 million for Cam Newton, bringing Cam Newton back for a second campaign in New England. And according to reports, they made those calls to the 49ers and moved off of Garoppolo quickly when the 49ers made it clear that the timing wasn't right and they weren't willing to make a deal. But it's interesting the way that is worded. This one from Evan Lazar, Patriots beat reporter for CNLS Media and host of the Patriots Beat podcast. With a report that makes sense, you know, piggybacking off of what Greg Bedard reported earlier in the week about Garoppolo being the Patriots' plan A, he said the Patriots did kick the tires on Jimmy Garoppolo before making this deal with Cam, but talks never advanced to anything serious because the 49ers are currently saying Garoppolo is not available. To be clear, he goes on to say, should have added this isn't available right now to the tweet. Things could change, but the Niners' timeline didn't line up with the Patriots, who wanted to move on a vet quarterback before free agency, so it's Cam for now. Interesting. Niners aren't willing to move Garoppolo right now. Cam for now. I mean, that would be really weird if the Patriots added Garoppolo to Cam Newton, right? But there was other reports, Schefter included, saying that maybe the Patriots aren't done. I assume that means the NFL draft, because that's a perfect situation. I would think that the Patriots are drafting in the middle of round one. The right prospects there, you pair Cam with a rookie. Rookie can sit. That makes tons of sense to me. Going out and getting another pricey veteran. Well, look, okay, so Garoppolo's contract is what? $26 million, whatever it is. Cam, with incentives, can make $14 million. I don't know what the base is. I don't know what the low number of that is. What if Garoppolo gets hurt, Cam plays, meets those incentives, you're going to pay your quarterback room $40 million? That's not going to happen for the Patriots. So Garoppolo now doesn't make sense. And maybe the 49ers waited too long. If they end up making another move, maybe there's not that team left. There was a clear fit for Jimmy G in New England. But the timeline part of that, the not available right now is what I don't get. Unless, you know, maybe the, the Patriots were low ball and it wasn't a good offer anyway that they wouldn't take. But if the 49ers think they're going to be trading Jimmy Garoppolo, then they've already made that decision. The timeline part of it is weird. Either you're rolling with Jimmy or you're not. And that's the whole part of this thing I've never really understood. Did the 49ers have a good vibe about the Houston Texans that they might be able to go get Deshaun Watson, but just in case they want to hold on to Jimmy? Do they have a good vibe about the draft, but just in case they can't get that done, they want to hold on to Jimmy? kind of odd because if the Watson thing doesn't play out and then the draft doesn't go as they want it to, 
okay, you roll with Jimmy, and that's fine. I understand if that's sort of their weird backup at this point. Maybe a, a lower, you know, a plan B when he's a plan A for somebody else for Jimmy G. But so you don't trade Jimmy before the draft, and maybe you do draft a quarterback. Maybe you find a situation where, okay, well, now we're ready to move off Jimmy, but what if everybody's done everything they need to do a quarterback and there's no market for him? Do you just cut him for nothing at that point because you have to save that salary if you trade for Watson? Are they really confident? Have they gotten other calls? Do they know that they could still flip them to the Bears anyway or to Washington anyway? Those teams do have needs. Will they have filled those needs through free agency or in the draft by then? I will assume some of the other possible suitors for Jimmy G will have filled those roles. So are the 49ers just pretty sure that they're not going to be able to do anything else at quarterback and that they want to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo so they're not too worried about it? Or are they pretty sure they can do something, but just in case they're going to hold on to Garoppolo and if worse comes to worse, they'll just have to cut Jimmy after the draft to save that salary if they do something else at quarterback. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little bit strange. It's a little bit strange that the answer should be either, okay, let's talk, you've got to pay the price, or the answer is flat out no. The answer of, nah, not right now, is strange in my opinion, when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. The, the on-the-fence part of Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers brass is the, the part that I'm not understanding right now. And it's funny, a whole bunch of these mailbag questions I have uh, deal with trading Jimmy Garoppolo to the New England Patriots, so I think most of those questions can go uh, out of my bookmarks folder. And I don't think we need to discuss those right now because I think that idea is over. I just, I don't see the fit anymore. The pro Jimmy G crowd should be pretty happy. Seems like Garoppolo's a little bit more locked in. The anti Jimmy G crowd should be a little bit worried that maybe the upgrade's not going to be there for the 49ers this off season. And which one of those crowds are the actual 49ers in? I, I have my doubts. I, I really feel like they've made a decision on Garoppolo but they can't find the route to be aggressive, at least not yet. Maybe the draft day will find out to aggressively take control of their, their quarterback situation because it really sounds like they're on the fence with Jimmy G if he's not available, quote-unquote, right now. If you're trading for Watson, I don't know if Jimmy's going to waive his no trade for Houston, so there's got to be another team involved. You maybe could have used that pick to make a package for Watson. Is potentially getting less for Garoppolo in trade or nothing at all for Garoppolo in trade worth the secrecy and worth the value of keeping other teams in the dark about what the 49ers' plans are at quarterback? Because obviously if they trade Garoppolo first, everybody knows they're in the market for a quarterback and they know if they didn't do anything by draft day that they could be one of those teams moving around. Is it worth the 49ers to maybe not get anything for Garoppolo eventually to keep the teams at bay that might be trading up over the top of them? And on that note... What about Trey Lance's pro day, which suspiciously Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch did not attend? And what about Sam Darnold as a fit for the 49ers next? March Madness is upon us and everyone's getting involved. And you can get involved at betonline.ag. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, including the college basketball tournament. Football might be over, but NBA is happening, NHL is happening, build your brackets, bet on any of the games happening right now, NFL draft props, which are always 
super fun. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use your mobile device too, if you want, to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED on. Again, promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. College basketball isn't the only tournament happening this month. Maybe more importantly, the Built Bar Madness. Yes, there is a bracket. We're into the Sweet 16 already for the number one Built Bar flavor. Some really key peanut butter family versus coconut family matchups. I am team peanut butter all the way. You can vote on those today at builtbar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter to vote for churro puff or cookies and cream and keep voting for the entire bracket as we roll through the sweet 16 and into the championship April 2nd. And don't forget to chomp on a few built bars along the way. A low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber snack that tastes amazing and are all covered with 100% real chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com, vote on the matchups, and remember to use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 at BuiltBar.com. Save 20% on your next box of Built Bars. So that no mentioning a quarterback on the pod lasted one day. That was a fun podcast, right? Talking about the defensive side of the ball, no quarterbacks. And then, of course, a bunch of quarterback news and trades and rumors and signings and things happening today. Here's this one. Peter King with Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk Friday morning said that a source close to the 49ers laid out a plan to Peter King that was a scenario where the San Francisco 49ers would trade a second-round pick to the Jets for Sam Darnold to put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, not to replace Jimmy Garoppolo. A Darnold trade in this scenario that was laid out by some insider, someone close to the 49ers, it wouldn't mean the end of Jimmy to trade for Darnold. And that's one of the scenarios that doesn't make a lot of sense to me either because you're giving up money, so you're paying backup dollars, and he only has one year left on his rookie deal. He gets expensive, I think, to the tune of nearly $20 million per year. I can't remember. Was the number $18 million, uh, $18 million on the fifth-year option for Sam Darnold next year? So you only get one cheap year, and then you're not saving the money from moving on from Garoppolo to go with Darnold. Darnold has been a worse player than Garoppolo throughout his career, but he's been in a worse situation. No talent around him. Adam Gase is his coach. What about this? Would you rather have Garoppolo with Adam Gase or Sam Darnold with Kyle Shanahan? I would take Darnold with Shanahan, I think. And Darnold is obviously a talented guy. It's why he was drafted number three overall in 2018. Niners already have another top 10 pick from that draft on their roster in Josh Rosen. It'd be an interesting draft room with Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen. But that's a lot of resources. It's like a second-round pick and the four, four or $5 million that Darnold would be making this year and still paying Jimmy Garoppolo just to put a little pressure on Jimmy G and, you know, and obviously have a, a, an improved backup situation, too. I don't know. I don't see the value in a Darnold move unless Darnold replaces Garoppolo and you gamble on the talent of Darnold and hope you can fix him and you save the $20 million to put elsewhere. And then it starts to make sense. 
Because at best, you're where you were with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he beats out Darnold, right? If Garoppolo gets hurt, Darnold plays. If Darnold's great, well, now you got to go pay Darnold anyway. So you don't have a lot of surplus value there. You have a nice backup plan this year and a talented backup. But the cost of it all doesn't add up to me. And I just, I'm not buying that scenario for the 49ers. Neither is Ian Rappaport, by the way, who was on KNBR Friday morning, right about the same time, singing a completely different tune. Ian Rappaport, who I think at this point is probably more plugged in. Peter King has been plugged in with the 49ers recently. He had him taking Javon Kinlaw last year. So within the last 12 months, he's at least been in the know with the Niners. He was obviously embedded in the draft room with the Niners before, and Lynch has talked to him, and they've been pretty open before. So there is a relationship with Peter King and the 49ers. I just don't know if it's, and maybe that he put uh, Kinlaw's name out there before the draft, maybe the Niners stopped talking to him, who knows? But um, Rappaport gets all of his information from inside sources. Uh, you know, the league feeds him anything. He sees the facts before uh, any other reporter when someone gets signed, right? But Rappaport said from the people he's talked to that the Niners are not in on Sam Darnold. And he also said that the 49ers actually did not call the Panthers about Teddy Bridgewater. So I don't know what to think, which means the 49ers are doing something right if every reporter is singing a different tune, right? Okay, so maybe no Darnold, no trade of Jimmy to the Patriots. What about the draft? Trey Lance's pro day Friday. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, not there, according to Albert Breer. They did have some reps, and I don't think it was even Adam Peters that was there. Not positive on that one, but definitely no Shanahan, no John Lynch. And normally pro days, it's whatever, and John Lynch has played this game already before. He talked about it uh, last month, about how he was a smokescreen for him to go in 2017 to Patrick Mahomes' pro day because they knew they weren't going to take him. They had different plans. But then he saw how good Mahomes looked at the pro day, called Shanahan and said, yeah, maybe we need to rethink this thing about Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, they did not rethink that, but that was a smokescreen going to it. And normal years, pro days by themselves, it's like, whatever, you can't take too much from the pro day. You can't take too much from who's there, who's not. Some teams take everybody and the owner and the coach and the GM and the quarterback coach. And some teams just send some scouts and um there's other NFL prospects on North Dakota State, by the way. Joe Staley working with left tackle Dylan Radins, who I think would be a really nice fit if he's still around for the 49ers. If they're looking for an offensive tackle in round two, he might even sneak into round one. So the fact that they're not going to the pro day isn't a huge deal in a normal year. I think it's a massive deal this year. I think pro days, and especially Trey Lance's pro day, are more valuable than they ever have been. Because would the 49ers, would any team, has it ever happened that a team never saw, the GM and head coach never saw a quarterback throw live in their life before drafting him in the first round? Someone tried to bring up Patrick Mahomes, saying that Andy Reid and John Dorsey didn't go see Patrick Mahomes in 2017. They had an entire fall season to go scout him in person. They had the combine. They had private visits. They met him. Everybody met him. The coach met him. The GM, the guy who ended up becoming the GM, Brett Veach, who was the point man on the whole thing, was all over it. He was at the pro day, too. They were all over him. They met him. 
they did a ton of work on Patrick Mahomes. This is nothing like that. There is no combine. There is no private workouts. There was no games to scout him except for that one exhibition. Were John Lynch and Adam Peters at all the North Dakota State games in 2019 when the 49ers were undefeated and on their way to a Super Bowl scouting a quarterback that was 19 years old? That's very unlikely. So I don't think they've done a lot of in-person work, maybe zero in-person work as it pertains to Trey Lance. They might have had somebody at that, that one single game in the 2020 season. Maybe Adam Peters. Definitely not Shanahan, obviously, because he's coaching the team at that point. But if you're going to draft a guy as high as number 12 or trade up for him, as we've seen in some mock drafts, don't you want to see him at least once? So that, I think, is a big deal. And most likely, I think it probably means they're not super into Trey Lance. But it could mean that's exactly what they want everybody to think. And they actually love Trey Lance. And they're going to do something that nobody really has ever done and just go off the tape from two years ago on a teenager and draft a guy number 12 overall and try to throw teams off of the scent there because they don't want people to know and want him to fall to them at 12 and go draft Trey Lance. So could be a massive smokescreen. Could be that they're not interested at all, and even at all, and even if he is there at 12, they would just completely pass on him. But I think it is a big deal, and I think it means one of those things. Like, this is all well orchestrated. This is all well thought out. They didn't accidentally just, like, John Lynch goes into Kyle Shanahan's offense last week. He's like, oh, dude, I forgot about Trey Lance's pro day. Should we go to that? Ah, uh, yeah, no, let's send Bob instead. We don't need to go to that. You know, it's not like ordering lunch. This is a big deal. This is a franchise-altering decision if they draft a quarterback in the first round, and even more so if they're using picks to go move up to get a guy, this is a huge decision. You've got to check as many boxes as possible. And Trey Lance, as far as first-round prospects go, has the fewest boxes, the, the least clear picture of any prospect I can remember because of the lack of a season in 2020, because he's so young. And they've never literally met the guy or seen him in person. And this was the last time. It's Zoom meetings from here on out. But what's funny is, watch. April will come and go. The 49ers will draft Trey Lance 12 overall, or trade up for him, or whatever. And everyone will be surprised. And all of a sudden, you'll we'll learn that Trey Lance was like the babysitter for Kyle Shanahan's cousin's children five years ago or something like that there'll be some crazy tie-in that we didn't realize with North Dakota State or with Trey Lance uh, or maybe Joe Staley's the tie-in there and the intermediary between Dylan Radens, the offensive tackle and Trey Lance and working with him in the offseason and he actually was working with Trey Lance too and there was some kind of a, I don't know some kind of connection because there's always a connection with the 49ers what is it here because it's not with the player himself because as far as I know they've never been in the same county at the same time would the 49ers draft a quarterback in the first round that Shanahan and Lynch have never seen throw live love the offseason love the schadenfreude love the smoke screens love the intrigue let's talk offensive free agents quickly next I really love when things are made easy for me like they are at rockauto.com because I like to be a do-it-yourselfer with a lot of things in life not the greatest when it comes to cars. It's amazing because you can find everything you need so easily. It's a no-nonsense website at rockauto.com. Find exactly what you need 
know that the prices are going to be low and they always reliably are. Was it a rough winter on your vehicle? You need some new wiper blades. You need uh, a new tail lamp. You need new tires. Whatever you need. Jumper cables, big parts, small parts, engine control modules, whatever those are. They have them at rockauto.com for your specific car or truck. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you listen to this pod, you know it's Deshaun Watson or the draft. That's where I think the quarterback answers lie. That's where they lie for me. I have no idea what the 49ers are going to do. Dak Prescott, obviously on the franchise tag, he's not going to be involved. Ryan Fitzpatrick, over the cap projecting he's going to have a one-year $10 million deal. That's too much. You can't pay that. Plus Jimmy G's salary. Jameis Winston, one-year $7 million. Cam Newton, off the board now. Andy Dalton, two years, $5 million per. Andy Dalton's the hot name for the 49ers as a backup, and I understand you want to have a backup to Jimmy G. But if Jimmy was to get hurt, like in, say, week three, and his leg fell off at the hip or whatever, are the 49ers going to go win a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton anyway? Is Andy Dalton going to help them win games in the future? Is he going to be just... One nose ahead of where Bethard and Mullins were last year. Is he going to make a run into the playoffs? Would the 49ers have made the playoffs if they had Andy Dalton last year? I don't know. If he comes cheap, sure. If it's five mil per year, I mean, I'm not into Andy Dalton. I'm not into any of these quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor, I think he'll come pretty cheap. Mitch Trubisky, he's projected to get $7.5 million per year. Mitch, I kind of feel the same about. Maybe, in a lot of the ways, I think Dalton's safer. Mitch, maybe there's more there, but there's probably less there, actually. So he's going to cost more. Definitely not there. Jacoby Brissett, he's projected to get two years, seven mil per. Are all these backups going to actually make this much money? Is there some Is there some real value to be had somewhere? Like, if you only have to pay him one or two million dollars, Jacoby Brissett, sure. Andy Dalton, Trubisky, any of them are fine. You, you know, if you just want a veteran backup because I'm not expecting much from the 49ers if one of these veterans is forced into action anyway. Maybe it'll look a little bit better with you know fewer injuries for the rest of the roster as well on top of it. It'll look better than it did with Mullins and Beathard last year. But I'm not expecting some Super Bowl run. I'm not expecting some Nick Foles-like Super Bowl run with one of these quarterbacks that I've mentioned. Maybe some Fitz Magic possibly, right? But 10 mil per year? I just don't think the 49ers can afford that and do everything else they need to do at quarterback. That's why I think you either go big and you replace Jimmy with Deshaun Watson or you go into the draft and Jimmy is either beaten out by a rookie or there's a really good rookie that you're developing for the future that if he's forced into action, at least if he's not great and the 49ers don't go win a Super Bowl, don't go into the playoffs with that rookie, you might have something in the future and a player that could lead you there. So That's why I think it's Watson or a rookie for me. Mike Glennon, no. Beathard, I mean, someone's going to have to hold a clipboard, right? So you need a player there. So whoever they bring in, they better be cheap. I think I like Brissett, actually, out of all these names. 
Um, 28 years old, little something there. Smart player. I think he's a perfect backup. He's the 71st ranked free agent, uh, according to PFF. He's behind Trubisky and, and Tyrod and Andy Dalton and Cam Newton and Jameis and Fitzpatrick. So if that's the case and he's getting paid at the level behind all those guys, give me Jacoby Brissett. But the hot name that I've heard the most is Andy Dalton, and I would get that. But again, five mil per year? No. How about two and a half mil? How about half that? Then we're talking. Fullbacks? Oh, it's use check, right? Uh, Delaney Walker trying to come back from his injuries. Wouldn't mind seeing Delaney Walker, a little H-back, move tight end. He could play some fullback for you, I think, in a pinch. I know the listeners out there, a lot of people have mentioned Frank Gore's name. I could see even that in a pinch being someone who could be your power back and play some fullback a little bit for you, but that's not happening. Frank Gore's not coming back. He'll sign that one-day contract eventually at some point and retire a Niner, but exceedingly unlikely that we'll see one of those guys, Alex Smith and Frank Gore and Delaney Walker and whoever, Mike Davis, <laughs> coming back and playing for the 49ers again. Maybe Alex Smith. I, I could see that potentially. To be honest, if it's not use check, maybe you draft a guy, see what you get, see if you catch lightning in a bottle and, and you get the next use check. But if not, maybe maybe you're just going two tight ends more often, three wide more often, and not really using that much of a fullback. I have a feeling use check's going to be back. How about tailbacks? Aaron Jones, no, he's going he's gonna to cash in somewhere. Probably not to the level of some other running backs in the past, but he's the, by far the best running back on the market. Chris Carson, three years, 10 million per. No thank you there. Kenyon Drake, three years, six and a half mil per year is the projection from overthecap.com. I could see Kyle Shanahan liking Kenyon Drake, but I mean, look, the 49ers aren't going to spend any of this money. James Conner, no. Mike Davis, former 49er, no. He's still going. He's only 28. Mike Davis is only 28 years old. I guess it was only 2015. I feel like Mike Davis was drafted in like 2006 for some reason. It's funny, almost every free agent group, aside from corner and offensive line, it's like, yeah, whoever's the cheapest, let's see what you can do over the summer. Maybe you make the team, maybe not. Maybe compete with some rookies. Le'Veon Bell, I don't know what he's going to get paid, but uh, he's not the same guy he used to be. He can catch the ball still a little bit, but he just doesn't have those legs anymore. Jamal Williams, I could see on the very cheap. Marlon Mack, same story. Carlos Hyde, no. Been there, done that. Rex Burkhead, is that your fullback? Is that your tailback slash fullback slash move them around guy if the 49ers can't bring back Kyle Juszczyk? One and a half million dollars on a one-year deal projected here by Over the Cap. I could see that one, actually, now that I think about it. Hadn't thought about that one at all. Tevin Coleman, no. How about reuniting with Matt Breida, who is either being released or has been released by the Miami Dolphins? Got a draft pick for him? Uh, bring him back. Yeah, sure. Bring back Matt Breida. It's probably the best name on here. Shouldn't cost much. The Cheetah? Still got some speed. Let him compete a little bit. But man, I think Breida's the perfect example. Look great in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Goes to Miami and they're like, eh, he's not really for us. And I mean, that's just what Shanahan can do for a running back. Don't spend resources there. Fifth round or later. Maybe if there's this extremely amazing pass-catching running back that you want to dip into the third round area, maybe we can talk about it. But come on, don't spend money. Don't spend High draft picks on a running back, please. If nothing else, just please, for my sanity, don't do that. 
about wide receiver? The 49ers need to do something at wide receiver. I don't know how much money they will have to play around at that position. Kendrick Bourne saying today on KNBR that he would like to be back, but that money uh, is maybe the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty honest about it. He's like, yeah, but I'm not going to pass up a big payday. And he shouldn't. If Kendrick Bourne can get paid, he should go take that money wherever it is. Maybe it's with the New York Jets. Maybe it's with another team. But if he does get that offer, I mean, you have to let him walk if you're the 49ers. You can't really, you can't overpay Kendrick Bourne. You can't overpay anybody. And there should be enough names out there that the 49ers can find someone in that price range. Let's see what Over the Cap has projected for Kendrick Bourne in free agency. They have him projected as free agent number 137 overall, getting two years, $6.25 million per year. Yeah, that's a no for me. They projected Sean Jackson to get less. The Niners could use that speed element. They brought in Travis Benjamin last year. Is he going to still be in the plans after opting out? Shanahan has always had one guy that is got that top-end speed. Maybe not the focus of the offense, but someone that has that. Marquise Goodwin. Could Deshaun Watson be that for a year? One year, two million? Like that, better than some. Kenny Stills maybe could could be that let's go back to the top though and just go over these names that we know the 49ers aren't going to be able to go spend on chris godwin on the franchise tag alan robinson on the franchise tag kenny galladay did not get the franchise tag in another year i'd be saying oh let's go all in and go bring in kenny galladay and have some stinking fun four years 21 million dollars per year is the projected number for kenny galladay the 49ers are definitely not going there will fuller Gosh, $17.5 million a year for how often Will Fuller's been injured, really? Man, if Fuller came cheap, what about that? Could you talk Fuller coming in on a cheap one-year deal if the 49ers traded for Watson? How many, <laughs> how many free agents on that second wave that realize they're not going to get that big-time long-term deal would be lining up to play for the 49ers if they traded for Watson? Would it be enough to make up for the multiple first-round picks they'd have to give up to get him? I could see Will Fuller wanting to be one of those guys. Juju Smith-Schuster, no. Corey Davis, oh man, I love Corey Davis coming out of the draft in 2017. Four years, $16.25 million, huh? That's interesting. That's It's a lot of money. Corey Davis is pretty good. I don't think he's going to get that. I think the top guys might get some cash, and then uh, some of these other guys are going to be on the outside looking in. I think he might get more than Will Fuller, though. I don't know. It's hard to know what those guys are going to get that are just that second tier of wide receiver. Antonio Brown, no thank you. T.Y. Hilton, he doesn't have that. He, man, he's really fallen off. He doesn't have that much left. Niners could use a speed element, though. How about this one, though? Curtis Samuel, that's the guy. If the 49ers spend and maybe surprise people how much they spend on a wide receiver, Curtis Samuel, I mean, he's the most shanahan wide receiver in the bunch, right? Eight and a half mil per year on a three-year contract. Positionless football, move him around, hand him the ball, short catch and run stuff. Interesting. Curtis Samuel. Doubtful still because of how much he's going to get. Don't think the 49ers have that much money to play with. But if they did play with a little bit of money, a wide receiver, look out for Curtis Samuel. Marvin Jones, too, is another one. Had a really good career. Could be that deep ball threat for your offense. I think he's going to come in well below the 9 mil per year projected that they have him here for the 31-year-old wide receiver. Like This is the area of guys that aren't going to get what they're being projected to get in a normal year. Marvin Jones, no. Um... Nelson Aguilar, no. Sammy Watkins, maybe? He's projected to that same $9 million amount. 
Danny Amendola, ugh, snoozer, no. Rashad Perryman, no. Rashard Higgins, very similar to Kendrick Bourne, actually. Maybe a little better than Kendrick Bourne. Doesn't have top speed, but can get open, can catch the ball. Play a little slot, play a little bit outside. But if you're going to pay for Rashard Higgins, you probably pay a little less and bring back Kendrick Bourne. A.J. Green, oh, don't tease me with A.J. Green all the way down here. How about that on a cheap one-year deal? A.J. Green, finally. He's not the same guy, but after all these years, he's been my white whale. Bring in A.J. Green. Oh, that would be fun. That would be really cool. Anyway, so that is the wide receiver list. Kendrick Bourne may be one of these veterans on a short-term deal that, that can't cash in like they expect, like a Deshaun Jackson or a Marvin Jones or A.J. Green, maybe? Probably. Maybe Curtis Samuel? Probably not, though. How about the offensive line? Let's finish it up there. And there's one obvious player that the 49ers, at this point, I would be shocked and surprised if they don't sign center Alex Mack from the Atlanta Falcons. Not going to command a ton of money at 35 years old. He's not the same Pro Bowl caliber player he once was, but he can still play. Obviously knows Kyle Shanahan's offense in and out, has played a high level in his offense. Kyle Shanahan loves him. He's played for Kyle Shanahan at two spots already in Cleveland. Then he got signed to a big money contract in Atlanta when Shanahan got there. One-year contract, 5 or $6 million per year. No-brainer. Bring in Alex Mack. He is the no-doubt slam-dunk free agent of this class for the 49ers and fix up that need in the middle of their offensive line and then draft some guys, too, to eventually take his place because he probably won't be around for long. In that case, Brunskill probably starts at right guard, and look at Ben Garland sneaking in here just inside the top 200 for PFF free agents. One year, $2 million? Yeah, Ben Garland, definitely. you got to bring him back, too, for some depth on the interior of the offensive line. I will say this. Maybe they watched the film. Alex Mack doesn't look like he has enough left in the tank. Trent Williams ends up signing, and it just saw a report that Kansas City might be going in hard now that they have a huge needed offensive tackle. And uh, Patrick Mahomes just restructured his deal to give them some more space. They might be going all in on Trent Williams. So the 49ers might have a new competitor there for Trent Williams' services. Still think Trent Williams comes back. But in the event he doesn't, maybe the Niners could spend at Corey Lindsley at center instead there and, and really go a different route on the offensive line. Maybe draft someone like Rayshon Slater at number 12 overall or, or have some different plans there because that, that could be a plan that makes sense. And really, that first domino has to fall. We'll probably find out before Wednesday, if it's going to be Trent Williams or not, I suspect it will be Trent Williams in the $20 or $20 million per year neighborhood. What about free agent offensive tackles if Trent Williams doesn't sign? Probably the next best, Taylor Moten, by the way, off of the table. He signed his uh, one-year contract with the Carolina Panthers. Alejandro Villanueva? It's a pretty steep drop-off from... Trent Williams to the rest of this group. But Villanueva might be the next best left tackle for the 49ers. Graded out pretty well, according to PFF, for a while. Just been pretty consistent there on the left side of the Steelers' offensive line. Would come in uh, at a projected $15 million per year on a three-year deal for the 32-year-old. Daryl Williams, by the way, just signed. And kind of a nice deal there for uh, him with... The Buffalo Bills, right, that uh, that re-signed. Was it the Buffalo Bills? He signed somewhere. I 
just saw that earlier, but he is now off the table. No more. Nice right tackle anyway. And there's not a lot of left tackles out there that you would want to plug in, which is why I think you probably end up going into the draft if you're looking for a left tackle. Cam Robinson going back to Jacksonville on the franchise tag. Guards, Joe Tooney is really good. Brandon Sheriff, the Niners aren't going to spend that much money on a guard, right? They can't with how much they have to spend on tackles. And uh, Kyle Shanahan always wants a really good center in there. So they got to spend some money there and some resources. So to me, it's Trent Williams. Maybe there's a stopgap player in there potentially to compete with a very high draft pick. But uh, really, you got to change your draft plans if Trent Williams doesn't re-sign. You got to be eyeballing that 12th pick and hoping someone like Rayshon Slater is there for you to draft, who's looking a lot like Joe Staley with his 4-8-40 from Northwestern's Pro Day. He had the just barely long enough three 33-inch arms, which is the minimum you want for an offensive tackle. You prefer 34 inches or longer, but I believe that's what Joe Staley had was 33-inch arms when he was coming out of Central Michigan. So, yeah, Rayshon Slater is a player I like. Even I mean, look, he could start at guard. He could start at center. He's a really athletic, really good player, perfect scheme fit for the 49ers. And could be someone they really like and are looking at hard, even if they do bring back Trent Williams. Because, look, he's not the youngest guy. Maybe they could get some suitors for Mike McGlinchey. You know, th- I mean, there's just a number. This this offseason could be bananas. And the 49ers have a way of really surprising everybody come draft day. So we'll find out if that is actually the case. But in this offseason, the 49ers do have some money to play with. How much after Trent Williams? It's not clear. If the Trent Williams domino does fall, I think it'll be a ho-hum free agency period. If Trent Williams signs somewhere else, though, all bets are off, and this could get really nutty. Okay, thanks, everybody, for listening. Be back Monday talking about some legal tampering, free agency all next week. We'll be getting back into the draft as well. And, of course, your questions hit me on Twitter at VDPeacock. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday right here, Locked on 49ers.